obedient, my little deviant. Together we will find the right ingredient. We will serve a goo that is the horror soup. And the last thing you will find is the spaghetti hoop. There's eyes and flies and anything that dies. There's a nasty surprise in every Boobs! Zombies! The trailer, the fake trailers in this movie are definitely the best part. This movie is very fun, but those trailers are almost more fun than anything possible. I, I want a movie about werewolves fighting Nazis. I want a movie of just these trailers. Like, just, just, you know, get all of these great directors together and say, everyone, think of your craziest film idea and make a trailer for it. And we'll make, we'll put them all together. It'll be two and a half hours long. I want that. I would watch that all fucking day long. Make it an anthology series, release a new one every like two or three years. Like I want, that's what I want. That sounds like so much fun. I can't actually, I actually can't really think of anything better because the, was that the one with, was the werewolves the one with Nicolas Cage? Yes. Yeah. I need that in my life. <laughs> but you also were really into Eli Roth's uh, Thanksgiving. It's Thanksgiving mixed with Pilgrim, way better Pilgrim. It has like, who was fucking that turkey? I almost feel like that was Eli Roth in someone else's mask fucking that turkey. Was that Eli <laughs> Roth? I don't know. Honestly, now that you say something, the Pilgrim slasher villain character did kind of resemble Eli Roth himself. That might have been him. It did, right? It was about the right height. He had He had dark hair. Like, it could have been him. And just like the cadence, like, I don't know. I just rewatched Inglorious Bastards the other day, and I watched Eli Roth beat a guy with a bat. And the way that he beat that guy with the bat was the same way that that guy fucked that turkey. <laughs> so I don't know. Like, I'm not trying to put two and two together, but I'm just saying, like, everybody has their own, like, internal rhythm. And, and that rhythm of the turkey fucking was definitely the same rhythm as that baseball bat swinging. It's like when you see, like, a Casey Frey dance, it's like, okay, no one else moves like that. No one else gyrates in that fashion, so you know it's him. I was like, wait, okay. Oh, God. That's too fucking funny. Dude, Thanksgiving was awesome, though. Like, we don't... I've, I've, I think I've said this before on a podcast. I don't know if I've just said it in my mind or if I've actually said it on a podcast, but we need more Thanksgiving horror movies and more good ones because there's only, like, three I can name off the top of my head. I've covered all of them. I need more Thanksgiving material. Uh, so just so you know, The Pilgrim is credited as Jeff Rendell. Eli Roth is credited as a character, but the character's name is Tucker, so I have no idea who the fuck that is. It was a trailer. Who's, who's fucking Tucker? I don't know. He had to have been the one fucking the turkey. <laughs> what I want to talk about is the jar of testicles. There's this guy with curly hair, and he's just like, hey, guys. It's Saeed from Lost. He has this jar of testicles that he takes everywhere with him. He will not get rid of them. I almost thought that he was going to start eating them for, like, power. I, I would say I like the whole testicle shtick. I'm worried that he's a little too attached to them. Well, it's insane. At one point, his jar of testicles breaks, and he's about to get murdered, and he prioritizes grabbing those testicles before getting out and not getting murdered. He's, like, scooping them up. I'm like, guy, like, 
Like, I get it that that's, like, your trophy. Like, that's the whole thing. Like, that's your whole bad guy, villain, intimidation thing. But, like, maybe GTFO, and you can get more testes later. <laughs> you know what's so funny, too? I just rewatched, um, I watched Kill Bill Part 1 last night and then Kill Bill uh, 2 this morning. And, you know, there's that scene where she fought, where Beatrice plucks the eyeball out of the uh, eye patch check. I always forget her name. Yep. But he pluck, she plucks her eyeball out, and then she throws it on the ground, she steps on it. And there was a scene in this where he pulled the testicle out, and then he put his foot on it, and he almost stepped on it. And I was like, holy shit, like, is this a parallel? Is this, like, the weirdest parallel ever? I thought he was going to squish it, but then, like, it like it's so slippery, it, like, slips out from under his boot. And then he looks at his henchman, and he's like, hey, pick that yeah, up. Yeah, he's kind of just doing it as, like... <laughs> An intimidation tactic. He's just like, hey, watch the way I could fucking squish your already removed testicle. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, it's not useful anymore. Right, it's not like he's going to get it back. <laughs> yeah, you, you're killing him anyway, so I mean. <laughs> Planet Terror is really, really fun. It has, like, a shit ton of different actors and actresses. I mean, like, Marley Shelton is in, is in this, Rose McGowan, Bruce Willis, fucking Tom Savini is in this. Yeah. Oh, and fucking, uh, uh, his name is Jeff Fahey, if I remember right, or I always, I think I get the last yeah, name Yeah, also wrong. from Lost, the pilot. I'm not worried about Lost, I'm worried about Job from The Lawnmower Man. We don't talk about that movie. No, we talk about it. When, like, I, no. when I first got, like, a VHS player again, I started getting some VHSs, I told James, I was like, oh, I got this thing called a Lawnmower Man, he's like, that movie fucking sucks, don't watch it, but I'm like, it, but it has the coolest cover out of everything that I have, and it's called The Lawnmower Man. <laughs> So I put it in my VHS. Dude, it was like a two-hour, 45-minute movie or like two and a half hours or something. I did not fall asleep. I had the greatest time ever. This dude, Job, you is like... You didn't fall asleep? I did not fall asleep. I watched the whole thing, and I was like... I'm impressed. I was giddy. I was like jumping in my seat, <laughs> having the best time watching it. I didn't even use my phone or anything. That movie definitely puts me to sleep. It starts off with a fucking blonde, like, mentally challenged guy who befriends a monkey and is like, no, this monkey is my best friend. I'm like, okay, this is an awesome tale. This is fucking cool. But then his monkey dies, and he's like, fuck you guys. I'm going to kill every one of you because you killed my fucking monkey. And then he gets a VR device, and then he becomes God. Yeah. That's incredible. Okay. Did you, did, you kind of left out all the really bad... 90s garbage effects that are, that make your eyes bleed. James, that's my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. Those are e that's easily my favorite part of the movie. Right when it started going into the, like that VR stuff and it's like all colorful and it looks all like that's your aesthetic. I love that shit. I live for those weird 90s effects. Like, give me blue lightning. Give me, like, shitty VR, like, weird dimensions and stuff. <laughs> give me, like, you know, weird creatures in space and all that that just look, like, completely like shit so that they look good. You know? Like, I, I love that. I love it so much. Was the uh, the Windows 95 3D maze, like, your favorite screensaver? That was a cool one. <laughs> I did like that. Or, like, it, looked, it looks like Doom and he's just, like, turning corners yes. and shit. <laughs> Hey man, those are some bangers. Don't hate on it. <laughs> that one in 3D pipes. Oh my god, 3D pipes, dude. The 3D <laughs> pipes. I forgot about those. It was like Mario on your desktop. And it would just keep going until it like filled the whole thing up and then it'd start over. Oh my god, that was awesome. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> Can we talk about Fergie? Why is Fergie in this? I'm not mad about it. I was going to say, you said 2007. This really came out in 2007? This is, yeah, this, this is like Fergie's prime, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
I thought it was earlier than that. No, dude, it was fucking 2007. Fergie was on top of the world right now. When did when did Big Girls Don't Cry come out? Oh, I don't know. I'm finding that out right now. Probably 2007. So yeah, Big Girls Don't Cry came out in 2006. I remember seeing this movie like in stores. Uh, well, it was you know the the double the double feature pack, but I just can't believe that it would have been like 2007 or later. Do, do you know what like what month in 2007? I'm really April. curious now. I think April. Okay. I think I remember seeing it, like, getting its, like, DVD release, probably, like, holiday of that year. It was uh, it was June, actually. Okay. Still, that makes sense. Yeah, I definitely think that I remember, like, Christmas shopping and, like, that being a movie that was, like, out and that people were talking about a lot. It's weird, though, because I feel like people were talking about it a lot, but it did terrible at the box office. Well, did they do the double feature at the box office? Is that how they released it? Yeah, so I found this article uh, by a good old Harvey Weinstein himself. Or it wasn't by him, but it was like an oh interview with him. Uh, shout out pieces of shit. Um, but it's crazy how, like, it's, you know, you watch any, there's not a single thing you can watch without seeing, like, Miramax, Harvey Weinstein, like, right on the beginning, in the beginning. Yeah, I mean, he was a huge part of Scream, too, getting that made. Every Scream documentary that you watch, like Harvey Weinstein is referenced very often. Like, oh, yep. you got that kiddo, good scene, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah, real real scumbag, that guy. But um, there was an interview with him where he was talking about how it went out as like a double feature. And it did really well because it had like a three-hour timestamp just about. People didn't want to see it. Um, and right. then, you know, pretty much no one went to it. And then he said that it wasn't advertised very well in the South and in the East. It was like only advertised well in the West and it did pretty well out there, mm. but then it didn't do well anywhere else really. And I think he said he thought about, um, releasing it as like, you know, like single movies on their own to up sure. the box office. But I don't know if they ever did. I didn't read that far into their article. I remember it being a very confusing thing when it came out. I didn't know what the difference was between, Planet Terror, Death Proof, and then Grindhouse, as it was called as a collection. I didn't understand the difference and all the different names. It was all just one movie to me. Well, I think what's interesting about that, even to this day, is that I think people still treat it that way. They still don't know yeah. exactly which is which, or they assume it's all one movie. Like, I've talked to people that aren't, like, you know, very inept on Quentin Tarantino or Rodriguez in general, and then you talk to them about, like, you know, Death Proof or Planet Terror or, like, you know, they they just say, like, Grindhouse. They're just like, oh, yeah, Grindhouse. They're yep. like, isn't that that thing, like... Or, like, they'll just think one of them exists and the other one doesn't, and then that's Grindhouse. Right, yeah. Yeah, I think it was a, a pretty confusing sell. And maybe that was... I don't know, man. Maybe that was part of the... The reason why it, it did do better out west is just because, you know, people just understand fucking movies more. So what's really weird about this, too, is that Grindhouse came up right after Kill Bill. And, you know, before Kill yes. Bill, Tarantino did Reservoir Dogs, did Pulp Fiction, Jackie Brown, Kill Bill. And then it goes right to Grindhouse. And, I mean, I think me and you both agree on this, but there is a clear-cut winner Goop! in um, these two films. Oh, we disagree on this. We 100% disagree on this. Wait, do we? Yeah. That's the thing of that's the thing about the double feature that you thought that like I hadn't seen one or something. Yeah. The thing is that we disagree on which one's better. Oh, that's what it is. I fucking love Death Proof. You're so wrong. Planet Terror is <laughs> a million times better than Death Proof. Nah, nah. 
Nah, I fucking love Death Proof. Planet Terror is like suspense through and through the entire movie. The lines are fucking awesome. Like there's so many, there's so many good shout outs to just the grind. It's like, really to, great. I, I feel like this movie represents the grindhouse genre in in general like better. Also, like I feel like not only is it a more fun and like entertaining movie to watch and a better movie all around, but I feel like for the topic they were going for for that grindhouse feel like obviously death proof is a very grindhousey movie and it has a lot of those uh uh uh, uh what's the word i'm looking for i don't know <laughs> there's a lot of those pieces <laughs> of the fucking puzzle basically is what i'm trying to get around to but i feel elements. like planet terror yeah elements there we go but planet terror has i feel everything yeah i mean I, you're not wrong like it's 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 a really really great movie i don't dislike it whatsoever but uh of the two you know, for me, I, Death Proof gets the edge. What is it about Death Proof for you? I don't know. Probably just Kurt Russell. I mean, I love Kurt Russell. I think he's amazing. But, like, we've kind of, after we watched this, we fast-forwarded through Death Proof. Because for anyone that doesn't know that, um, well, I'm sure you saw the name and you didn't see Death Proof on the name. But we're not covering both right now. We're probably going to talk about <laughs> both a fair amount. But we're just talking. Right. I'm, I'm sure, I think me and you should do Death Proof, like, fairly soon, actually. But um, for me, I feel like the whole movie is incredibly boring like it's easily the most boring <laughs> quentin tarantino movie i've ever watched in my life Ugh. until the very end i think the very end of the movie <clears throat> is up there with like one of the most exciting things i've ever watched like the fucking car scene the car chase scene and then them beating yeah. the shit out of kurt russell in the end is incredible i i i just I just disagree. There's there's nothing else to say. I just disagree. I don't find that movie boring whatsoever. I love that movie. I love watching it right after Planet Terror the way it was meant to be watched as well. I, I absolutely love it. Okay, I will say watching it after Planet Terror because I have done it, it's a lot more fun. And, you know, especially when you watch all the trailers like at the beginning and in between and then oh, you go yeah. right into it. It's a really fun watch like all around. I think it's great to watch them together, but... Planet Terror is a movie that I enjoy watching on its own, and Death Proof is not. Not whatsoever. Like, it's not something that I will just, like, toss on and have a great time watching. Like, I could have a fun time watching it, yeah. but I will not have a great time watching it. Like, actually, I think Death Proof, I'd give it, like, a three-star max, and that's the only Tarantino movie that I'd give anything under a star, or, I mean, under four stars. Like, anything that his yeah. name is even attached to. Yeah, I can I can respect that opinion that that Planet Terror stands up better on its own than Death Proof. I can respect that. Yeah, that's kind of just where I land with it. I mean, Death Proof is just it, and here's the thing about it, like I can't stand the dialogue in it. And every pretty much every <laughs> Quentin Tar Tarantino movie is insanely dialogue heavy and if you can't stand like long monologues and like you know really like intricate dialogue and like weird stuff that yeah. seems pointless but has a point like a quentin tarantino movie probably isn't for you but in this one i feel like the dialogue is just fucking excruciating like it has <laughs> and i feel like when you when you wrap around toward the end and you're like the chain of events keep going on I feel like none of it had a point, and I'm just like, some of it did, like, a light point, but I'm like, there's a point where they're talking for, like, 30 minutes straight, and has no, like, it's it's not useful to me at all. Yeah, there's a lot of dialogue. It's a very dialogue-heavy film. Yeah, and that's just where it, it, it loses me, hardcore. Yeah. Now you talk. <laughs> um, what's, what are, what are we, what's, what happened? What happened next? Uh, so we go over to Balls, we go over to Fergie, um... Fergie, man. I still can't believe that. It's wild. Marley Shelton um, shows up. Good old Officer Judy from Scream 4. Officer Judy! 
she's probably like one of my favorite female actresses of all time. And it's not even that like she's done so many roles that I really love, but every role she seems super underutilized. Yeah, I feel like she should be in more roles 100% because everything that I've ever seen her in, she fucking kills like she needs to be in every horror movie ever made. Her scene, like when her <laughs> when her son shoots himself and then like she runs back, you know, obviously she's terrified, but later, like a couple scenes later, when she's sitting there and she's holding on to his lifeless body, that look that she had on her eyes, like I fully believe that she at some point had a child and her child was murdered and she tapped into that because that was some phenomenal acting. Dude, because she has those giant anime eyes. And I've said this before, too. Um, I said this when I covered Scream 4 on uh, my other podcast, Scream. But I told, like, Ash and Lionel, I was like, dude, my friend Hillary Barraford could have been, like, another runner-up for this role 100%. Yeah. Because she has those mm-hmm. same eyes that, like, they just... They can look terrified so easily with those giant eyes. Like, you just kind of... They're just so expressive. Like, you, you, can, you can read so many emotions. Not like your eyes. No, 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 no. I like... (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, let's start talking about Josh Brolin. So Josh Brolin plays this doctor character in this movie. Yeah. And you know what? You know what I found out, too? So I was like, okay, Josh Brolin, Rodriguez... I wonder, and I look into it, and apparently Rodriguez started getting ideas for a zombie movie while he was doing The Faculty. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I was like, huh, okay, because, he, I mean, he uses a lot of the same people, I guess he said, like, while he was doing The Faculty, he was like, hey, uh, I got some other things in mind for you. Robert Rodriguez did The Faculty? Yeah, he did. I didn't realize that. Dude, he's done a lot of, like, really weird movies. Like, I feel like him and Kevin Williamson, every, every like, month, I find a title of a movie that I already knew existed, or, like, maybe I didn't know existed, but sounds like something that, like, you know, I should have heard of or something like that, and then yeah. it's attached to Kevin Williamson or Robert Rodriguez. I mean, like, I knew, you know, from Dust Till Dawn, El Mariachi, uh machete or machete spy kids whatever i knew spy kids because i always thought that was hilarious it's amazing he was low-key making like the greatest children movies of all time but they were they were still b movies like he was making he was making grindhouse for disney essentially like the thumb thumb kids and spy kids <laughs> the three fucking thumb thumb kids those are easily like the most terrifying like those i saw those when i was very young and they have yeah. never left my mind. Like, it solidified me into... It's one of those many things that, like, happened in my childhood that solidified me into liking horror and shitty movies and, like, weird grindhouse exploitative things. Dude, 100%. And so, like, I I've, I've knew, I knew all those. I didn't know he did The Faculty. That is blowing my mind. Yeah, he did, dude. I knew that... I, like, knew that movie existed, but I never knew what it was, what the pretense was or anything. And then Kim... I, yeah, Kim made me cover it. And then when I looked it up, I was yeah, like... Yeah, that sounds like a Kim movie. Yeah, exactly. And then when I looked it up, I was like, wait, Rodriguez? What? That's nuts, dude. I do like that movie a lot, though. Side note, I just cracked open this Michelob Ultra Spicy Pineapple Seltzer. Solid. How's that one going for you? It's interesting. It's kind of like, at first, I was like, wait, what the fuck am I drinking? Because I was just drinking cucumber lime. But it kind of threw me off. But this is fairly good. I think they're doing it right. Spicy Pineapple Seltzer just doesn't seem like it should go together. I'm I'm trying to decipher what this tastes like. Hold on. Yep. Spicy pineapple popsicle, but like a lot lighter. <laughs> 
Yeah, I couldn't figure out what it is. It's like one of those like spicy pineapple, like uh, like the Mexican um, popsicles, but it, it, it's, oh, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. not as strong as it. It's like a really light flavor of that. Interesting. Okay, well, that was a good, uh, uh, whatever. <laughs> so let's get over to Josh Brolin. He's a doctor. Um, some dude pulls into his facility with this giant hole in his arm, and he's like, yeah, dude, I got bit. And they're like, yeah, what the fuck did you get bit by, dude? <laughs> <laughs> I ain't seen nothing with teeth like that, motherfucker. If I was a doctor and someone walked in to me like and had a hole like that, like I got bit, I would literally send them out of the hospital. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I would tell them to leave. I'd be the worst doctor ever. Nope. I'd be like, get the fuck out of my hospital. I'm not treating you, you piece of shit. Like, what do you? I don't. I don't trust like that. What are you bringing in here? What are you doing? Yeah, man, it didn't look good. It did not look good. And in hindsight, they shouldn't have brought him in. He was fucked. Should have quarantined that motherfucker. Dude, could you imagine, like, right now in coronavirus, like, someone walks up and they have a giant hole in their arm like that. They're like, hey, I need some help. I'd be like, yeah, no, you're going to jail. Dude, it's like, uh, I mean, that's some of those videos from, like, China whenever, like, they had, like, no positive cases and then people would go to the hospital and they're like, nope, fuck you. You don't have it. And they're like, I'm sick. I need help. They're like, nope, no, you don't. Because if you do, then we have to admit that it's not over. Yeah, maybe they fucking had like some giant hole in their arm like this because I, if they if they did, I don't blame them. I wouldn't help them either. Yeah. That's insane. That is like the most insane thing I've ever heard of. Nah, I'm not. I'm not about to be exposed to that shit. Get out of here. You get sick. That's your problem. That is your problem. T- Me and Kim said we got to use that more, and I'm using it more. It's so relevant. You get sick. That's your problem. <laughs> oh god if that's not the most american thing you've ever fucking said you know what that's from right <laughs> no that's from cabin fever shout out fucking eli roth does everything right <laughs> everything right hang on i i did forget should we bring up the i know that we're not talking about the trailers as if they're part of the movie we can but i feel like there's one very important piece of the thanksgiving trailer that we we skipped over and we didn't discuss which one that's the girl on the trampoline. Oh my god, I forgot. I thought we were in a different movie at that point. I thought I was watching like I thought I was watching some weird exploitative action movie at that point. Like remember like Hard Ticket to Hawaii like with that fucking right, uh, yeah. frisbee like something like that, just some absurd action movie cuz this chick is bouncing on a fr- on a fucking trampoline. Was she the one that was showing her ass? She was, right? Yep, yeah, same so one. it's this cheerleader. She's like jumping on this trampoline, she shows her tits and then she also does this cool thing which you never seen in a movie, like especially an old this one cool thing. where she turns around and then she lifts up her skirt and shows her butt and i was like yeah it's not just the titty shot it's the boot it's a butt shot and then um she does like she jumps up in the air and some killer kills her boyfriend that's watching her and then she turns around she does some little jumps on the trampoline and then she goes to do the splits on the trampoline but there's a knife right under it and it goes right up in her and then later she's is it she's the turkey she's the turkey yeah built up like a turkey with the knife still inside of her yeah she's the thanksgiving day turkey why is that not a movie like seriously, why is that not a movie? That would ease that would be the greatest movie I've ever seen in my life. It was. Like I am so confident that Eli Roth could drop everything right now and start making holiday movies to that extent and I would never stop watching them. Eli Roth, please make a Easter movie, make a fucking Christmas movie, make a Thanksgiving movie, make a Mother's Day movie, a New Year's movie, make everything cuz I will be there for every single one. Yeah, we got to get got to get Leap Day, Flag Day, Groundhog Day, uh Groundhog Boxing Day, Taco Day. 
President's Day. Uh, When's Taco Day? Uh, uh, d- uh, March 21st. Really? Yeah, March 21st. So it just it just happened? It just happened on Sunday. Son of a bitch. It was also Harmony Day. That's an Australian holiday. It was also uh, National Forest Day. Um, it was also... Um, um, okay, fucking calendar, man. It was um, um, Down Syndrome Awareness Day. It was... Um, where are my notes? <laughs> oh, I got them right here. It was... Why do you have notes about this? I'm so confused. Oh, shit, I lost the... Oh, I threw it away. I have the notepad, but I lost the notes. <laughs> there was a couple other holidays. Great. I sell. Yes, Eli Roth, every holiday movie. Let's go. So, did you celebrate all of them in one day? Yeah, I did. I'd celebrate Eli Roth too. So, anyway, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, this guy is going to the doctor for his arm sore, and then the doctor's like, hey, dude, you want to see an infected dick and asshole? <laughs> and he's just like, hey, you know, some people, <laughs> some people just die and get their <laughs> limbs chopped off. And I was like, wow, I would feel so at home if I was in this doctor's office. It was strange. They have, like, a computer screen, and they're just like, oh, I can't really figure out what's going on with you, but look at this infected dick and balls. You know what we had to do with that one? Chop the whole thing off. (laughs) Like, I don't want to have that conversation right now. And then they're like, hey, let me check your temperature, and he pulls out his tongue. Fucking disgusting, uh, bubbly, fucking... Looks just like the dick and balls. Oh, God, it looks terrible. And they're like, nice, black abscess tongue, bro. (laughs) (laughs) And then, uh, yeah, um, Mr... Mr. Josh Brolin goes to squeeze this thing without like. Oh God! I just assume that if you're gonna squeeze something like that, and you know your go- your goal oh. is to pop it, maybe wear a face mask or something, oh. or some gloves or anything. I think he had gloves. Or, in, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, doctors out there, but like this seems like the type of situation where if you were going to do anything, any form of physical treatment to it, you would lance it. You would you cut it with a what's the fucking sharp scalpel you'd cut it with a scalpel and then drain it not just fucking squeeze it till it pops in your fucking face dude i like this movie's awesome because of how gross and gory and fucked up it is but there's also points yeah. where i could probably puke if i was like if i had a bad stomach and i was watching this movie i i could probably vomit dude the the gore like not even like gore gore but like the grossness factor is like on par with something like dead alive slash brain dead like it's that gross dude like i mean later he goes to kill this oh no this zombie is running toward him with this fucking like doctor's hacksaw shit and then yeah he's going to like cut him and it's actually a really cool scene because he's going to cut his face and like he even cuts his glasses in half but doesn't touch his skin at all and then it gets unplugged right as he's about to kill him I, I love it. It's so fucking cool. It's like what it, it, it like the fear in Josh Brolin's eyes after he's being a badass, like trying to like kill Marley Shelton a second ago. Like it's awesome, right? But then the zombie, like when he realizes it gets unplugged, he's like, "What the fuck? I can't do anything." He just fucking like pops a giant abscess bo- fucking growth on his face, and then it just splatters all over Josh Brolin's face, and then leaks into his mouth because his mouth is open in shock, and that was probably the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. 
I think that was sort of like a callback kind of thing because whenever he pops it on himself, it doesn't get in his mouth, but it just gets on his glasses. And then I think the zombie guy, like, he gets through the glasses and he's like, oh, look, you're not wearing glasses anymore, motherfucker. Just take this. Well, you know what it is, too? Uh, Again, back to Kill Bill 2, um, in that same fight before uh, Beatrice rips her eyeball out, she fucking grabs um, that other dude's little fucking spit can and throws it in her face. And I was like, oh, that's right. That was also the most disgusting thing I've seen in my life. <laughs> and I just rewatched that movie this morning. So I saw the two oh, most disgusting gross. things I've ever seen in my life back to back today. That was great. That's fucking gross. Dude, I fucking hate that scene. Like that. Actually, I that's dude. I think Kill Bill volume one and two, both perfect movies. But I can do without that one scene in volume Man. two. Like I, I just know everyone take note. This is this is fucking Caleb from Horror Soup. This is fucking sallow watching motherfucker. And he says, hey, maybe we should do away with that scene. I can watch people just down shit down their gullets, like just <laughs> eat eat plates of shit with a spoon all day before I watch like some fucking chew tobacco spit get thrown on someone's face that's so disgusting that's repulsive like okay in a real life setting no i'd still rather watch the shit eating oh my god no i i, I can't <laughs> okay but would you oh. rather be the one eating shit or be the one with the 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 spit can dude please don't do this to me <laughs> i'm a, i'm i'm legitimately so not okay with either one <laughs> like it's not even funny how not okay like shit puke and like I can do regular spit, like, if it's a sexual thing, you know, like, that's fine. But, like, <laughs> I can't... Well, I mean, dude, the, the thing is for me, like, I'm, dude, if you're kissing someone, you're fucking swapping spit anyway. Like, it's really not that sure. big of a deal. Like, people are, like, weird about, like, you know, like, people spitting in each other's mouths or whatever. And I'm like, you're literally doing that when you're making out. Like, if you're... Okay, here's where I draw the line. You hawk a loogie in, like, my mouth yeah, or something? Yeah, I was that's thinking disgusting. that, man. That's fucking... That's too when much. You're, like, when you're going, like... <sighs> And you're like getting. I don't it. need your fucking flag. Yeah, no, dude. that's like, disgusting. Like, if it's just like natural saliva, because like, I mean, if I'm with someone that I'm into, like, usually, like, I think spit tastes like pretty sweet. I guess that's a weird comment, but like, I think it does. You know, like, if you're. Let me, let me build that up. So, like, you know, you're kissing someone that you enjoy. It's like, you know, it's like, yeah, I like, I like this moisture. You know, it's fine. But like, when you start bringing your mucus into the equation, I'm out. Get me the fuck. No, thank I, you. I don't. I don't like that. Like, dude, I people get disgusted by me because, like, when I smoke cigarettes, I spit a lot. But it's like I don't like that fucking tobacco spit, dude. I don't like. I don't fuck with that shit. I think it's disgusting. Like, I'm smoking it because I'm addicted and I need the fucking nicotine. That's it. Like, I, I chew and like chew grosses me out. I'm like, I can't. I can't, <laughs> dude. It's just so. <sighs> I can't. So to answer your question, fuck off. Got it. I'd, I'd rather die. It, is that one of my options? Can I die? No. No, it's not an option. So I have to do one of these things and live? Yeah. I mean, I'd... Eat, eat shit and live. Yeah, I know. Shout out Sleepaway Camp. Fuck, dude. Fuck you, Ricky. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, I'm going to pick the fucking... I'm going to pick the chew spit to the face, but I'm not happy about it. Like, I'm, I'm not okay. eating shit. That's the thing. Like, I'm just going to fucking remember that, okay? The diff... I would murder you. 
You just you just made a decision like in the fucking uh, Telltale like Walking Dead video games when it's like so and so will remember that like you just you just made one of those choices. I'm not kidding. If I was ever in that situation, I don't care what the repercussions are. If someone forces me to either eat shit or get some tobacco spit thrown <laughs> in my face, I will murder you in the worst way possible. You know that that testicle that testicle cl- thing that's happening uh-huh. to you. Got but it. you will live after. You will live. I'm gonna keep you in like a fucking basement for like a month, and I'm gonna I, I'm gonna sew your <laughs> testicles back on and chop them back off every day for a month. Like, are you fucking kidding? Me? That is so disgusting. <laughs> sew them back on and chop them back off. <laughs> this is something I will do. That is how serious I am about this. Oh fuck! Okay, well, uh, if I ever go missing and anyone, uh, well, no, check no Caleb's fucking, basement no, first. No, because under these pretenses, if you went missing, it would be because you forced me to either eat shit or pour <laughs> fucking chew spit all over my face. And I think anyone would be on my side for that. Even the authorities, the FBI, anyone would be like, "Yeah, you deserve to be missing, you fucking piece of garbage." <laughs> that is so absurd that you think anyone would be looking for you in that in that situation. <laughs> because I would, I would, I would, I would get a bat signal and I would, I would oh. let the world know. I'd be like, you know what this guy did? And you know why he's missing? Don't worry about it. Everyone would be like, yeah, that's fine. I think, I think there are people who have done way worse things in the world that have gotten less punishment than that. Well, fuck you. <laughs> Honestly, fuck you. <laughs> so let's talk about Fergie's death. Fergalicious death? Dude, that definition made me go loco the way she exploded from her ovo. (laughs) (laughs) You see Fergie and you're like, awesome, this is cool. They're like showing her boobs a lot. They're showing her bend over. They're just like, look, guys, we got Fergie. Like, this is like exploitative as fuck. And they're like, look, guys, Fergie is blown up because, dude, she gets attacked by zombies and they tear her into a million pieces. And like when someone drives by, it's Cherry and fucking El Ray driving by. And then they're and by the way, uh, Cherry is yeah. Rose McGowan for anyone that doesn't know. And El Ray is a motherfucker with the worst goatee in the world. Oh, it's a terrible goatee. But you know what? I kind of like <laughs> he's like the douchiest character in the world. But I also kind of really love him because <laughs> you really would have wanted to be him in 2007. I disagree, but I just like it's a it's a I look at this as a comic book world and in the comic book world I like him. I just I just can't I, I just can't stand the fucking chin duster, man. It drives me nuts. It's really bad. I'll give you that. It's really bad. It's like some it's like some uh fucking Mark McGrath Sugar Ray bullshit. Shout out Sugar Ray, dude. <laughs> Fly. <laughs> I love Sugar Ray. I do too. He's always looked like a douche, you Dude, know. Sugar Ray is awesome. Can we just start a Sugar Ray podcast? <laughs> we'll go through his entire discography, talk about each song on its own for an hour. Fucking Mark McGrath. Uh, I just saw this. I, sometimes I watch old retro, like '90s commercials, just for the fuck of it. And there was this old commercial. Uh, about the like music awards or whatever whenever they won like like best new artist or some shit and he's talking about like how everyone it like he's like oh nobody knew my name before 
And then, like, my band got really popular, and then there's all these people, like, walking past him on the street, and they're like, hey, Sugar Ray, hey, look, it's Sugar Ray. And he's like, now they still don't know my name. <laughs> Then some little girl asked for an autograph. She's like, Sugar Ray, will you sign this? And he's like, yeah. And then he signs it and gives it back to her. She goes, who the heck is Mark? If I saw Sugar Ray somewhere, I'd call him Sugar Ray. That would be, I feel like it'd be absurd to call him anything else. <laughs> but he's, it's the, that's the band's name. Maybe I don't have a stupid name. <laughs> it's not my fault. That's like calling Stevie Nicks Fleetwood Mac. Oh, if I saw Stevie Nicks, I'd definitely call her Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> I'd be like, hey, Fleet. <laughs> How's it going, dude? Fleet, Fleet. Hey, Fleet, you the Mac. I'd do something like that. <laughs> hey, Fleet, you the Mac. I would definitely do something oh like that. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Maybe don't make a name for yourself, dummy. <laughs> <laughs> You make a name, you're going to get called it. So what happened to Fergalicious? Oh, yeah, she got ripped apart by zombies. Fergalicious definition went loco, and um, Cherry drove by, and she was like, dude, I see it in her ovo, and that ovo was torn to fucking pieces. She was like, look at that roadkill. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, that's kind of the crazy thing is, like, the the most famous person uh, in the film at the time is basically a speed bump on the highway. But I mean, I think that's what they always want to do with those really big hair. It's the same that they did with Drew Barrymore and Scream. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, Jada Pinkett Smith and Scream as well. Oh yeah, yeah, and Scream too. I mean, like if you're a really famous person and someone comes up to you, they're like, "Hey, they want to put, I want to put you in this movie," and it's like, you know, you're not, you don't want to do like a big giant role or whatever. It's like, kill me, terribly. <laughs> I mean, doesn't that seem like the most fun? Oh yeah, it'd be a blast. That sounds fucking awesome. That's what I would do if I was, like, really famous and was like, hey, you're going to be in this movie, and I wasn't, like, an actor. I'd be like, yeah, okay, you just have to make sure I explode into millions of pieces. My blood goes on other characters, like... A thousand percent, yes. So, I mean, I get it. I'm there. Just ready or not me in every movie. Exactly. <laughs> so, we also find out that Fergie was Marley Shelton's lover, and she also nearly gets murdered by the hands of her own needles by Josh Brolin. She also has, like, Marley Shelton has this, like, little strap this whole movie and it's just filled with needles and one of them is actually a needle gun which is the coolest thing I've ever seen a little syringe gun that's so fucking cool <laughs> and then uh, Tom Savini shows up uh, he immediately runs in a room and he's like I got my fucking thumb my fucking thumb bitten off dude where's my or no my fucking <laughs> finger bitten off and at one point too he still has his finger missing and he finds his ring and he's trying to stick it on his severed finger also I think I think we had we had a really good point while we were watching the film we said when has Tom Savini ever not looked like what we know Tom Savini to look like. He's looked like this same way since like 1979. I have literally watched interviews with Tom Savini 20 years ago, and he looks exactly the same as he looks today. Not a single thing. Like, his haircut hasn't changed. His facial hair hasn't changed. His like He doesn't have a single extra or less wrinkle or anything than he's had in the past two decades people say that shit about like keanu reeves all the time it's like no fucking tom savini this man is ageless i'm like fully under the impression that he's never going to die because he's just here he's either an android or a time traveler like i don't know i can i could completely see tom savini as an android <laughs> that's why he's so good at effects it, it like it tracks to me like i feel like 
he should have been an iRobot. Yep. <laughs> Do you like iRobot? No, I hate iRobot. Dude, why does everyone hate iRobot? <laughs> I think I'm legitimately the only person in the world that likes iRobot. I don't know if I've ever talked to anyone that likes it. I, I don't want to watch iRobot. I don't want to watch Bruce Willis surrogates. Uh, none of none of that bullshit. Can we do iRobot next week? Sure. I would love to do iRobot. I probably haven't seen it since it was in theaters. I remember even when I was a kid, I had a DVD of iRobot, and I would like have I would like you know anytime I went somewhere where like watch movies or whatever, I'd bring iRobot, and I'd go to put it on, and every single like adult and like everyone around me was like, "Why the fuck are you putting on this stupid movie?" <laughs> and I was like, "What are you talking about, dude?" I was like. There's Will Smith and robots. It's Will Smith Terminator. Yeah, dude. I was like, this is just fucking awesome. What are you talking about? The opening scene when he's chasing that robot and it turns out to be an old lady's purse? Are you kidding me? I'll only do uh, iRobot he if we can. He knew the whole time. <laughs> he was the only one. I'll only do iRobot if we can double feature it with Gemini Man. I'll do it if we can. I'll just do it. We can double feature it with I Am Legend. Or no, Hancock. No, let's do Hancock. Let's do Hancock. <laughs> Hancock would be fun. That is a good movie. Oh, really? Like that? I think a lot. Uh, I feel like a lot of people don't like that, too. I love Hancock. I like that movie. A drunk superhero? I mean, the yeah. story by the end was like, it definitely felt like a cop out, but it was still a fun movie. The end fell off for sure, but I mean, the 90% of that movie is just a drunk superhero being a drunk superhero, and that's awesome. It's that South Park version of a superhero, which is super fucking fun. It's like Captain Hindsight if he was drunk. It's great. <laughs> and had Captain any other hindsight. talents beside Hindsight. Actually, I guess Hancock was kind of really bad at Hindsight, which was part well, of the problem of the character. <laughs> I guess that's true. But, okay, Captain Hindsight with no Hindsight and powers, but he's there drunk. There you go. So just a drunk superhero. Like, I really liked when that movie came out and they did this big promotion and of course, like it looked like a comic book movie, and everybody's like, "Oh my god, it's a comic book!" And it's like, "But it was never a comic book." So they made comic books, like for the release of the movie, just to be like, "Oh yeah, it is a comic book," but it wasn't before it was a script. It's really cool. So anyway, we have a zombie with an alien tongue. Alien tongue. You don't remember that? That dude fucking shot out his giant, like fucking puffy <laughs> oh, tongue, and it looked like fuck. an alien, like little tongue, like looked like a xenomorph tongue. I thought you were trying to, like, actually tie in extraterrestrials into the storyline that's already insane. No, I don't. I think that's really the only thing it didn't have. Yep. Well, I guess there's no paranormal stuff either, but I mean. True. There's there's not, like, any ghosts or demons or anything like that. But I wouldn't want that either, so it's fine. It's a very sci-fi movie. It is. It is. It's just a different kind of sci-fi. It's very, like, technological sci-fi. Yeah. It's kind of pulpy. You fart like a goddamn pack mule. God damn it. I just want to say... That part made me uncomfortable. <laughs> I just want to say that old people make me uncomfortable. That's fair. Maybe maybe that's that's the real the real problem here. Yeah, I don't... I don't like hospice. Oh, fuck. No, I don't. You know what I really don't like, though? I don't like old lady farts. No, I don't like thinking about them, that's for sure. They're so, like, loose and rancid. Oh, God. And, like, they're just flappy and, like... Like a pack mule. Yeah, dude, it's... I didn't like having to come to terms with that. Like Xbox, your donkey friend. So Rose McGowan tries to open her car door with her uh, limp limbs, and she breaks her entire hand. Too bad that's not Rose McGowan. 
<laughs> Marley Shelton tries to open her car door with her limp limbs and breaks her entire hand. Dude. <laughs> I mean, she definitely does it once hardcore, but then later she she kind of almost does it again. It's just like, you know this doesn't work. Well, that whole thing was great because, like, she has this thing where she has, like, her little friends, which are her syringes, and they, like, put people out, paralyze them, blah, blah, blah. And her husband does that to her when he's about to kill her. And then she goes over and, like, all her limbs are fucked, so she's trying to open the door. <laughs> and then she has, like, her, her heel on the door, and then she's trying to, like, you know, use her hand as, like, you know, leverage to, pl to prop it open. And she pulls a little too hard and just snaps her fucking wrist. Dude, I legit think that that was probably, like, given the, the age of Robert Rodriguez, I, I think that that was probably, like, some kind of weird childhood fear with, like, those old-style, like, 70s car doors. Because, obviously, they haven't made car door handles like that in years. And I legit think that was something that, like, he probably thought of as a kid. Like, oh, shit, like, you could, this thing could break your hand, and it's just a car door handle. And then he put it in a movie. Like, I think that's some deep-seated trauma there. You really think it's that far? I do. Huh. I would have never thought of that. I would have never thought, oh, you could stick your hand in here and, and twist it and break. In my mind, the handle would have broke before that. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's a good point. Those handles were very tough. <laughs> I don't think a handle today would do that. No, no. Modern day handles would, are they're basically fucking plastic. Like, <laughs> I mean, they are most of the time. Yeah. Like, they actually are plastic. Boop. I've broken many a door handle in my day. It definitely broke before my hand did. Oh, yeah, dude. They'll just split in half. Yeah. Just from, like, being in the sun, they'll just split in half. <laughs> yeah, just, just normal, normal everyday wear and tear. Yeah, they don't even get hot anymore. Remember when you would touch those old car door oh, handles yeah. and they would, like, burn you to the touch? You don't really yeah. get that anymore because it's all plastic. The seatbelt. Oh, God. <laughs> dude, I, I, swear I've, I swear I've gotten, like, second-degree burns from a fucking seatbelt before. I mean, dude, like, back to the handle again, I've gotten second-degree burns from touching my fucking, like, Mustang handle, because it was right. all fucking metal, and I'd just, like, go and grab it on, like, a hundred-something day, and I'd be like, oh, okay, I'm, like, bleeding. <laughs> it's, uh, it's that episode of Arrested Development, whenever they, uh, he says he's moving to Phoenix, and then he goes to, like, get in the taxi, he's like, oh, hot! Or like the office when Dwight um, uses the torch on all the handles and simulates uh, <laughs> a fucking fire. Stanley's heart attack is still one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. Today, smoking's going to save lives. <laughs> That's what I tell myself every time I light a cigarette. <laughs> We also talked about how we were going to do um, a horror Mythbusters series. Yes. And um, we were going to try to see if we could get a key into the ignition of a car and start it with just our head. Yep. I no, think I could do it. No hands. I think I can do it. This She has the key in her teeth, and she's able to stick it in the ignition and turn it. I think I could do it. Um, It's kind of like when you're like using a... um. Like a fucking like wrench in a spot that has like a weird angle, so you have to turn it and then you have to take it off and then put it back at the edge and then turn yep. it again. Yep. I think I'd do that. I'd get it in there and then I'd take my head off. I'd readjust and then I'd turn it. Oh, you could and you could probably and I mean it won't like flop back, so you could like no. you know click it forward once and then reset, click it forward again. Yeah, I guess I guess it's a little bit more believable when I think about it like that. 
But here's the other part. How did she get the keys? That part I didn't see. I have no idea. Like, if they were in her pocket, that does pose another another threat. Like, are we myth-busting this, like, starting in the car with the keys already in our teeth, or are we putting them in our pocket? Right. How the hell did she get it in her teeth in the first place? You know what? I, no, I think I get it. Okay, imagine we have, like, nub, like, lib hands. Like, we only use the nubs of our wrist to do it. Right, because it's not that she doesn't have hands. She just can't yes. use, like, her fingers at all. Yeah, she has, like, no function of her, like, extra parts. Extremities, if you will. Yeah, so I feel like I, if I had them in my pocket... Well, I guess there's another thing. Do we have to wear pants or sweats? Because I always wear sweats. I feel like it'd be pretty fucking no, easy for me to do it. <laughs> no, no, you have to wear what she's wearing. Okay, so I have to wear what she's wearing. I feel like if I have pants... Okay, she's wearing pants. She's a girl, so she probably has fairly small pockets. Mm -hmm. I feel like I could go over to the pockets. I could use my wrist nubs. I could kind of push the keys out, grab them with my nubs, get them to my teeth, and then do it. I don't think it would, like... Here's the thing. I don't. It, I think we'd have to time it to really myth bust it. Like find out how long. Not yeah. only was she do like how long was she doing it like from what we saw, but how long she was like. Would that have been real time? Sure. Yeah. yeah once we figure that out, like if there's a if there's a small timer on it, it might take me a few tries. I don't know if I could get it done in like a fucking like minute or forty five seconds or something. Maybe like right. I feel like it might take me a few tries, but I do think mm -hmm. I could do it. Yeah. I mean, now that you say it that way, I can see more that it is possible, but but getting it done at that speed uh, could prove difficult. But there's a skill factor to it, too. Like, are we talking about someone that has, like, I mean, she has, like, all these needles and shoots needles at people and shit, too. She's probably more skilled than I am. She she might just be, like, trained for this. She may have prepared for this. Okay, so back to Kill Bill. Beatrice fucking one, like, fucking, you know, one hand punched a fucking hole through her coffin. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. There's a lot you could do with some skills. Yeah, you're not wrong. But I don't have those skills, but I think I could do it. I think I could do it, is what I'm saying. You know, right before that kid died, he had a um, he had a scorpion and a tarantula and a turtle, and there was this really adorable scene where, but also badass scene. Like, I don't know where to put it on the scale where it's, like, completely adorable or it's just, like, full-on thug, but this kid put his scorpion, his turtle, and his tarantula all in the same thing, and Mom was like, I said just bring one. He's like, nah, it's cool. They could all live together. Yeah, I mean, I don't know enough about the care of all of those different creatures to, to know if, like they would have just, like, started murdering each other in there. <laughs> I do feel like from... I don't have a ton of knowledge on all of them, but I have some knowledge. Like, I have a fairly decent amount of knowledge on tarantulas. Uh -huh. But, I mean, they're fairly tame creatures, and I feel like... I feel like they picked, like, that little turtle, the tarantula, and the scorpion, because I feel like they... Just in my mind, I feel like they wouldn't really fuck with each other. Maybe if they were, like, really, like, hostile on their own, but I feel like if they got fairly tame versions of each of those animals, yeah. I feel like they probably wouldn't really fuck with each other if they were together for just a little bit. Man, the only thing that, that, that I, I think would have me worried is the, the fucking scorpion, really. The scorpion, yeah. I feel like he could get a little testy. Yeah, but I feel like a lot of captive scorpions are pretty nice. Like, they're not really that aggressive. Yeah. I've not seen one. I've never held one, but seen them many times i mean i know i know a lot of people that keep tarantulas i know some people that keep turtles i have not met anyone who keeps uh, a scorpion i don't know i mean animals are weird man i feel like it i feel like you could get any animal together at any given time like depending on the circumstances and the environment you know like it just depends i mean because there was it was a time where my snake was just like in a really pacifist mode and i would like you know put him in a fucking cage with a mouse and he would just like look at him and just be like all right dude cool they just slither around and hang out next to each other yeah whatever just be chilling, man. <laughs> For a while, I was like, maybe my snake just doesn't like mice. Maybe he just thinks they're friends. <laughs> S 
snakes are friends. Nope. Mice are friends, not food. Exactly. <laughs> Babies have fingernails. He's a he's a he's a passive a, a passive snake. Do you know that baby has have fingernails? I know. Why do you bring up fucking Juno quotes every time I get on a podcast with you? <laughs> All babies need to be born. <laughs> what is that? What happens? You want some fucking orange Tic Tacs, motherfucker? I love his shorts so much. <laughs> I own those shorts because of him. <laughs> You get the uh, the the headband, the sweatband too. <laughs> I don't, but I need them. <laughs> oh, I love him. <sighs> so, Jeff Faye is also in this. He owns a barbecue shop, and he's constantly talking about how good his barbecue is. And I think the entire driving plot of this movie is the fact that he has the best barbecue in Texas. Best barbecue in Texas, dude. His brother dies in front of him, and the only thing he wants is his recipe. You know what I loved about that part? I don't use fucking tin foil. <laughs> Remember when he was like, what about the, the tomatoes, fresh or canned? He's like, believe it or not, they're canned. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like that, that it, there's almost like, like maybe he, he does the thing, best barbecue in Texas, and like everyone's like, yeah, barbecue, barbecue, barbecue. But then like the recipe is just total shit. It's just, like, fucking terrible ingredients. None of it makes any sense. It should just be, like, dog shit food. But it's best barbecue in Texas. It's just, like, it's not that it's the best barbecue. It's just in Texas, but the area in Texas that they're all in. It's just a giant placebo effect. <laughs> yeah, it's just the only one. And so everyone says it's the best. I remember when fucking um, Mr. Uh, El Rey pops into the building and um, Jeff Fahey's like pretending to be dead and he has a sausage on him and it looks like his intestines <laughs> and he's like oh yeah and he picks it up and he bites it and then Jeff Fahey bites it or not Jeff Fahey El Rey bites it after and he's like yeah this is damn good partner <laughs> damn good sausage link <laughs> okay you know what that that kind of reminded me of Lost Boys with the grandpa playing dead <laughs> It's like, dude, how long you been laying there covered in fucking sausage? I know, right? All the zombies are dead next to him. Like, apparently he already killed the zombies and he's just waiting for the next one. Like, that's insane. I would never just be laying in one spot while zombies are attacking me. That's not my survival tactic. Like, like go lock yourself in the office or some shit or get on the roof. Like Anywhere. If anything, play dead on the roof. Yeah. You think zombies are going to go on the fucking roof? I don't think they smell you unless that's a fucking new rule. It's insane, dude. It's insane. Like, as far as I know, zombies see you, they follow you, so if they see you go on a roof, they're going to follow you. If they don't see you, I don't think they're going to know. Yeah. These zombies are interesting, though. I feel like they have a little bit of their, like, human faculties. We see them, like, using tools and, like, shooting guns and even, even almost, like, making decisions at some point. Like, the one guy who doesn't kill Josh Brolin instead he, he's like no I'm gonna infect you instead motherfucker like it seems like they can actually control themselves a little bit and that's what I really like about it too the fact that they can do that but not only the fact that they can do that but the fact that it doesn't deter during the whole movie like it yeah. stays like that like it doesn't and they don't do that stupid I feel like every zombie movie and I complained about so much in Train to Busan because at first I thought Train to Busan was going to be like that one like more modern zombie movie that broke those rules but they did that <laughs> thing where like 
every zombie turned in a certain way. They all turned really fast. They went like straight to killing. But then when it was a pivotal character turning into a zombie, they turned really slow. They had this emotional <laughs> fucking arc and shit. And I'm like, that's fucking stupid. Like if you're going to make a rule that these zombies turn immediately, like right. I'm fine with breaking rules for the sake of like a fun movie or good movie or whatever. But when it's just fucking stupid like that, like when it's a rule, I, I like where I draw the line is when it's a rule of like a creature being turned. You know, like, when it's, like, you're being turned, like, it should be the same for everyone. I don't like yes. when they pick and choose. Yeah. I'm not into that. That pisses me off. And what they did in this is not that. Like, everyone, no matter who it was, they all turn the same. Yeah. And that's, like, that's my biggest rule in any creature movie. Like, I feel like I'm I feel like I'm feel very picky in the sense of, like, when it comes to creature movies like that. But, like, werewolves, vampires, like, anything, like, I'm pretty fucking picky about the way that they turn and the way that they act after they turn. And, like, if that continues or not. Because yeah. then I just feel like it ruins the whole mythos of the entire character in that movie. Right. It's, like... I'm pretty much fine with whatever rule set and power set you want to give your creature. Even if like, like say it's a vampire movie and they, you know, there's so many different vampire legends out there and a lot of movies just kind of pick and choose about like, Oh, can they turn invisible or do they turn into a wolf or a bat or like whatever the fuck? Like there's just so many different options. I'm fine for you to just kind of pick and choose whatever you want, but make sure that shit stays consistent. Yeah, exactly. And I even I even almost feel like that about characters too. Like I know you said you don't like El Rey cuz he's all douchey and shit, but I like the <laughs> fact that he's douchey and it doesn't do that thing where like he turns super soft at the end of the movie and he's all lovey-dovey like, you know, at the end he's still like he's kind of like he's he's still in love like, you know, they have like that love character arc like the main characters are like, you know, going toward this destination, whatever the fuck. But he's still, like, the same person the entire time. Like, yeah. even when, like, remember he's, like, can't have guns because he's on probation or whatever, and they give him his guns, and he just starts, like, spinning them for a straight three <laughs> minutes? I was like, you know what? You're sticking to the fact that this is a douchey character, and you're writing it the fuck out. And I like that. That's my jacket. Dude, <laughs> I was looking for it for two weeks. <laughs> I think he says this, like, six times in the movie. <laughs> you're giving him some credit, James. Dude, and then what about the killdozer? They got the killdozer and they just start running over. At one point, they run over these two zombies and they just, it's like they went through a fucking paper shredder and their blood just splatters over everyone on the truck. It's awesome. It's like, it's so fucking cool, dude. <laughs> and then, uh, okay, and then of course, Quentin Tarantino shows up and like, I, oh God, I love Quentin Tar Tarantino as an actor. I love yeah. him. I love him i want him to be in every action movie you know he makes me nervous at just how creepy he can be i agree i agree because he <laughs> plays he plays like that creepy demented disgusting character better than anyone else does like it's crazy because yeah. he makes incredible movies and he makes these characters like he, he writes out these stories for these characters really well but he's also just as good as playing them like i feel like in any character like any pretty much any character in his movies that he's wrote for i feel like he could swap out and he could play them like yeah. if he really wanted to yeah there's obviously a few of course like you know there's like fucking john travolta and like fucking jamie fox and shit like that where it's like you wouldn't want them to be anyone else but i feel like if there was just an alternate universe where quentin tarantino was like all right i'm gonna make a tyler perry movie where i where i play every single character <laughs> i feel like he could do it and he could get away with it actually i, I really want that now <laughs> right wouldn't that be fun <laughs> like tyler perry or like uh eddie murphy like where he just plays like every single character i would like i would watch that 
Reservoir Dogs, but with just Quentin Tarantino. He's all of the the guys. That works, right? Doesn't that yes. work like crazy well? Yes. I would watch that so many times. Just give us that. Just give us a, a, a cut of that. Use all the rest of the footage the same and just replace it with Quentin Tarantino. I, that's what I want. Could you imagine the final scene, like the standoff with all four of them shooting each other, but it's Quentin Tarantino, it's basically the Spider-Man with them looking at each other, like pointing at yeah. each other, <laughs> but it's all Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> Tell me that's not the coolest thing you've ever imagined. The- <laughs> That'd be fucking awesome. That'd be really fucking awesome. And I feel like that's not out of the realm of possibility for someone to even like make with like deep fake technology. Like someone out there, please make this video. <laughs> Like, the people that make those deep fake porn videos and shit, please make <laughs> that, but for Reservoir Dogs. Yes, please. But yeah, Gwyneth Tarantino just plays like, I mean, he's credited as rapist number one in this. Really? That's the name of the character. And I heard them, no, here's the thing. I don't remember what the name was, but I've heard them say his name in this too. Because remember that yeah. point where um they're talking, they're like, hey, uh, send blah, blah, blah. And they're like, oh, he's right. getting his dick wet, sir. That's funny. Which also, very funny. <laughs> he's like, I'm gonna go get my dick wet. And then later when they're like, send him over. He's getting his dick wet, sir. <laughs> Just so formal. <laughs> but yeah, he pretty much, he goes over to our word, uh, Rose McGowan. And yeah. then she's pretty much like, I mean, it's pretty fucked up. Like, it's a sad scene. It's like, you're like, oh God, like this is about to get really dark, really bad. But then it gets better because she beats the fuck out of him. And at one point he's like, yeah, go ahead, strip girl. I've never seen a stripper with a peg leg. Go ahead, break a leg. Ha ha. And then she turns around, kicks him in the face with her peg leg, breaks it. He's on the ground. And, you know, if you've ever seen a broken peg, it's sharp. And she steps in his fucking eyeball. Right in, right through his fucking eye socket. Oh, my God. And then breaks it off and leaves it's that piece great. in his face. It's amazing. It's so cool because not only is it Quentin Tarantino getting a fucking peg stabbed into his face and it getting broken off into his face, but he was just doing something repulsive. He's like this disgusting character that he played really well. It's like Mm -hmm. comeuppets for a rapist getting what he wants, but it's also Quentin Tarantino getting killed in the coolest way possible. It's it's almost, this scene is almost like just the, some of the best possible justice you can think of for uh, a rapist because we also see that afterwards he's like well that's not gonna fucking stop me and he pulls his pants down and this fucking junk is rotting off of his body well because this whole thing where they're all infected like bruce willis and his entire crew are all infected with this fucking uh like you know gas or whatever zombie virus zombie virus whatever and when they're not like when they don't have this gas mask on it's like you know they're getting this oxygen and it's like bringing this fucking demon shit out on them the zombie bullshit basically they just turn to Cronenberg creatures yeah he takes off his gas mask and he starts turning into it like his face starts bubbling and shit because they have this thing where their face starts like bubbling they get these giant fucking growths and shit yeah that starts happening and then like he pulls down his pants and his dick literally is just goo just falling yeah. down and then they're like his buddy is like his big old buffer and is like dude your dick and he's like nah dude fuck it I'm gonna go for it anyway I'll just do it fast <laughs> and it's like he's walking toward Rose McGowan and his dick is literally still just falling off. And I'm just it's like, it's like, it's like a scene from the fucking fly. This is going to be the most fucked up thing I've ever said, but it's because there's a reason for it. It's not that I wanted to see this, but I wanted to see this just because I want to know the logistics of it. You know what I mean? Like, I really want to know, like, if your dick is literally 
goo and it's falling apart like does it get hard is there any penis left do you just shove the goo in there and does it just melt like do you get satisfaction <laughs> oh from that do you feel anything oh I, have, I have so many questions about that that i know will never be answered and can never possibly answered and it's not that i didn't want to see that r word scene but it's like i kind of did just because i how does that work i, I you're you're definitely overthinking it you're overthinking it. Let's just but move on. But he was on. trying. That's the thing. He was confident that he could do it, and I want to know, like, what was going on through his mind that he was like, no, I can still accomplish this. I think he was just confident because he was angry and he was trying to assert dominance. I don't think he physically could have done anything I think you're right, because there is a lot of times where, like, they get <laughs> angry and you see their, like, you saw Quentin's vision, and it's kind of, like, really, like, tunnel vision-y. Yeah. But fuck, dude, like, that just confused me, man. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I don't think there was anything down there to work with. Well, we're pretty much near the end of this. Um, Rose McGowan swaps out her peg leg for a machine gun leg. Which is the cover of the movie. And I would say if I have one thing that I, I just wish there was, I wish we, there would have been more machine gun leg. Like You want it to be the whole movie? <laughs> I do want it to be the whole movie, but I can understand we can't have it for the whole movie. You have to have a little bit of character progression. I still wish it could have happened a little bit earlier in the movie. No, I get it. What you want is that instead of him stabbing the peg leg into her, you want him to just immediately go machine gun. Yep. I get it. I mean, I get it. I'm not... I mean, okay, here's the only reason I'm okay with it. We would have never had that peg leg breaking scene in Quentin Tarantino's face We had face to lose that. the first leg to get the machine gun leg. It's the fucking hero's journey, man. And the way we lost it and upgraded it, it, it makes it okay for me. It's like a fucking video game sequence. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's fucking cool. <laughs> okay, and so she gets this leg, and not only is it a machine gun, but it's also a grenade launcher, and she immediately goes into action by running outside, shooting the, mach the a grenade launcher on the ground, and it sends her flying in the air, and she uses her machine gun <laughs> to shoot people as she's flying down. Yeah, dude, it's like uh, fucking rocket jumping in fucking Halo. You can't tell me that isn't the coolest fucking thing you've ever seen in your life. Dude, it's so rad. And, like, yes, like, you can say this is where it really gets unbelievable or something, but, like, it's so much fucking fun. It's basically, like, fucking gory Cronenberg zombie Power Rangers, and I'm totally here for it. I mean, you're just watching a video game at this point. I'm living for it. Yep. The testicle lover gets his skull <laughs> blown to... You know what the coolest part about that was? His head blew, like, in, like, a Y shape, pretty much. Yeah. Like, it kind of, like, cracked... Like, his the top of his skull, like, flew off, and then it cracked open in, like, a Y shape. And when it cracked open, his teeth were still there. Yeah, dude. It just, like, it just, like, flaps. That was insane looking. <laughs> like, seeing those teeth just split in half, I was like, what the fuck, dude? It's sweet. The gore in this is incredible. In this one, um, to my knowledge, I'm like 99% sure of this, so I guess correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm 99% sure I'm right. Um, this had like a way higher budget than Death Proof did. Oh, uh, that would make sense. And I mean, it show. I think it had like, uh, I think like 37 million or something like that. I feel like the only thing that really cost money in Death Proof would be like the car chase. You know what's crazy, though, too? I think about, like, Avengers movies that are, like, $500 million budgets, and then I still look at this, and I'm like, $37 million, that's a giant-ass budget, but for everything that happened this and all the action and for the fact that every head that exploded was the best head explosion I've ever seen in my life, like, back-to-back. -back, yeah. So many insanely good practicals. Insanely good. 
this is how you put money to use. This was $37 million well spent. Like, it sucks that this shit was such a bomb at the box office because it's so good. Yeah. So, yeah, that's pretty much the end of it. Um, Ray gets killed by the weakest zombie in the world. <laughs> it's fairly disappointing how he dies, but they're playing on that whole trope of, you know, you have this badass character, and then the very end, like, they fight all these insane people. They kill, like, fucking... 300 enemies like without a problem and then right. like in the very end one weak dude walks up and shoots them once and they die yeah the king goes down like a little bitch but i like that too again it's like it would when you do that you know seriously in a movie it pisses me off but when you play on it i'm like <laughs> yeah that's fine that's funny yeah and then uh josh brolin comes back to pay his respects to marley shelton but he gets fucked and then uh the movie ends with rose mcgowan destroying a zombie's face with a fucking minigun of all things and she has a baby hell yeah she changes she changes out that leg for a fucking gatling gun and again i want to reiterate nazi werewolf movie should definitely exist this would be the second rob zombie movie that i like <laughs> what was the first uh th- house of a thousand corpses house yeah H- house is definitely a high point in his career for me. That's the only point in his career for me. <laughs> uh, I never ended up watching uh, the last one in the the Firefly trilogy. What was that? Um, was that thirty eight or twenty eight or whatever the fuck? No, uh, three from hell. Oh, it's don't fucking watch it, dude. That is the biggest <laughs> piece of shit I've ever seen. It's so stupid. It's the last. It's the last piece of the story. Like it's all Devil's Rejects. I didn't like Devil's Rejects that much either. I'm definitely in the minority on that. But um, yeah. I like House of a Thousand Corpses. I like parts of Devil's Rejects, but 80% of it I don't care for. Um, gotcha. And Three from Hell, I mean, like, they brought in Sid Haig and they were like, and he was like, ha ha, I'm the biggest killer all around. And then he was like, I'll never go down. And then they just cut to the very next scene. It's a newspaper that says, Sid Haig died in jail. And I was like, all right, that's stupid. And I know everyone always says, well, he was dying at the time, blah, blah, blah. Well, right kill him before that he should have they should have already been dead that that movie shouldn't have existed they died at the end of devil's rejects there's no reason three from hell should even (laughs) be a thing i don't get it yeah but anyway that's planet terror we talked about a lot of other things but that's planet terror um planet terror this is a zombie movie as anyone that listens to horror soup knows i don't count the kills on zombie movies i only count the kills that like matter for the most part usually or i don't count them at all for right now i count the ones that mattered and i say there's 17 and for a zombie movie saying that there's 17 kills that mattered there were actual kills i feel like that's pretty fucking good yeah so there's at least i'd say there's at least like a hundred something kills in this yeah, I mean most most zombie movies, you're not getting a lot of the the zombie taking out actual characters because you usually don't have very many characters. This movie allowed itself to have a ton of characters up front so that pretty much everyone could get eaten. Like, and you know that's another good, cool thing about this too. There's a lot of characters, but somehow I cared about all of them. None of them felt forced. Uh the babysitters. Oh, the babysitters that beat the shit out of the car. They're still in the end. And it's like, fuck, they should have died somewhere. This is dumb. Wait, they were in the end? They're still in the end. They're the ones that are all over the guy who owns the go-go bar. Oh, shit. Okay, I don't remember that. Um, <laughs> Well, I, I think what, what I'm more referring to is, like, characters that are main characters that we have emotional attachment to. I feel like they did good with all the characters that we care about. I, I think the babysitters were pretty much just throwaway characters. Yeah. I fucking love this movie. I would recommend the shit out of it. I rate it five stars. Great fucking movie. Five stars. Oh, so you do read it. So it's just, it's not, oh, but yeah. it's just, you like Death Proof more. Yep. Death Proof is also a five-star movie for me. Yep. So they're both perfect movies to you. They're just, 
one's a little better. Mm-hmm. Fuck Mary Kill. Um, I almost went straight Rose McGowan and Marley Shelton just because of how smitten I was, but I decided <laughs> I can't do that. I'm going to do Cronenberg, Josh Brolin, Cronenberg, Bruce Willis, and me. Oh, shit. I don't want to do any of that. Yeah, I know. Um, okay. I will kill Cronenberg, Bruce Willis. I will marry Cronenberg, Josh Brolin. And uh, you and I are going to do the dirty. Just curious, why Brolin over Bruce? I felt like he had a little bit more humanity I... in his Cronenberg form than Bruce did. He was trying Bruce to kill Bruce is really just a, a big... No, I don't mean like... Uh, like metaphysical humanity. I just mean act, just fucking straight up physical appearance. Bruce oh. was just a ball of flesh. He was fucking gross. <laughs> he was really disgusting. Looking. He was not even recognizable as a human at any point. No, he turned into the most disgusting thing I've ever seen in my life. That's all I mean. Like, Brolin looked a little bit better. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> so, guys, that was uh, Planet Terror. Thanks for listening. James, tell the people what you're about. Yeah, so uh, my name is James. I do a show called Night Shift Video. That's night spelled N-I-T-E. Uh, you can find me on all the, the things at Night Shift Video. Uh, we talk about scary movies and other paranormal stuff. Um, that's pretty much it. And guys, I do have one uh, pretty big announcement right now. Uh, it's big to me. I hope it's big to you. But um, I just launched a new YouTube channel called All Bulls Welcome. And um, if you go onto it, you will find videos that aren't horror related. So, I mean, if you do like the things that I talk about anyway, I always reference things that aren't horror. So I feel like it's still somewhat in that universe. Uh, you'll find things that I reference on Horror Soup all the time, but I'm doing other shows like my show Donkey Fellatio and then like just some other pretty much I have this thing where I like to start other shows all the time. But sometimes, you know, that's just things you don't want to continue or maybe they're just experimental. So that's what this new channel is. And it's just for basically everything that else that i do that's not horror i've been uploading like donkey fellatio to the horror soup channel for a while now and now the horror soup youtube channel is just going to be horror stuff i'll suck your blood horror soup anything else related to that scream and whatnot um and then the other channel is going to be for everything else so like maybe movie reviews of movies that aren't horror uh fucking donkey fellatio which is just general discussion anything else really so it's just s-o-u-p-i-n-c period on youtube um there's like a good amount of videos out now. There's some Donkey Flacio stuff on there. A couple new ones coming. Um, going to be posting some other stuff later. So uh, I would appreciate a subscribe. You know, go check that out. And soon there'll be an audio feed for that too. Right now it's still just the Donkey Flacio feed, but uh, soon that will be updated and there'll also be an audio feed for all that stuff. If you guys don't like watching the videos, and uh, yeah, I'd appreciate you guys checking that out. And everything else, you know, Patreon.com/slash/HorrorSoup, uh, Instagram at HorrorSoup, Letterbox movie reviews at HorrorSoup, Caleb, and uh, say bye, James. Uh, before I say bye, James, I, I'm really excited about Soup Inc. Uh, so I'm excited to look at it, so other people should be too. And uh, bye, guys. Grubs up, baby, grubs up. Give me horror soup, give me, give me horror soup. Give it, give it horror soup. Horror soup. Would you like some bread? I'll do you a slice with a pinch of salt. It'll taste really nice. You've done really well, cause this stuff tastes just like hell. Swallow it down, it'll fill up a hole. Stick out your tongue and look out your bowl. We're having a bite with creatures of the night. Grubs up, baby, grubs up. Give me horror soup, give me, give me horror soup. Give it, give it. Grubs up, baby, grubs up. 